Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Half Hour Power. Joe Diesel here. This is Jesse. Hey, Jesse, you got a uh, new television capsule review for us. Uh, well, this week I watched quite a few shows, but the uh, best one was uh, the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, I didn't quite... Yeah. I wasn't amazing in any way. It was kind of like... Kind of paint by numbers. It was still better than most uh, uh, the other new stuff that was on this week. So give it a shot. See how you like that one. Okay, I'm going to have to ask this question. I haven't seen the show yet. Uh-huh. And... Uh, what was his name? Was Agent Coulson, was it? Yeah. He's alive in it? He is alive. And he is... So, you know my next question. Huh? You know my next question, right? Yeah, well, what they... I think it's going to be a big mystery that's going to be throughout the season. Uh, because he tells one of the other agents that he was dead for eight seconds. And that he... Uh, got sent to Tahiti to recover well, they, after they brought him back. And someone makes the uh, comment that he doesn't know what happened. He he never went to Tahiti. Like, well, he can never know he didn't. So, big mystery for the season. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds interesting. That makes the, that makes the show sound a little more interesting to me. I, I got to say, uh, I wasn't all that pumped up about the show when I first saw the ads for it and all that. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I might give it a watch. But, you know, you're describing that. That sounds interesting to me. So yeah, I didn't I'll check it, it out. It's just, you yeah, know, like, You wish it was a darker <laughs> show? Huh? Did you just say you wish it was a darker show? I wish it was a bit darker. It's, it's a little hippie-esque. I'm trying to say well, the old interesting that you say you wish it was a darker show because the the show topic tonight is Breaking Bad and I would say that's a pretty dark show, wouldn't you? I would probably say it's the one of the darkest shows to be ever broadcast on television, yes. Yeah, it's uh it's intense at times. Now I haven't I've seen everything up to uh these last few episodes. So I haven't seen any of these new episodes that just started doing. I understand the last episode is set to air this coming Sunday. Is that yeah. right? That is right. And uh, it's been quite a ride, hasn't it? It's been a great show, and it keeps getting better and better. I, um, that first season, uh, it, 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 it moves a little slower than most of your other shows, but it moves slower for a purpose and a reason. And... I I I think that as a um piece of art, you know, it's probably up there with the Mona Lisa. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. It I remember uh, you had the first season D V D set and mm-hmm. I think I came over and you said, Sit down, we're gonna watch this. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And we watched it and just kept watching it until we got too tired to keep watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's, that it's, first season set. And, uh, of course, Brian Cranston is the lead character, uh, Walter mm. White. And I remember watching that and thinking, the only thing I've really seen him in a lot of is, of course, Malcolm the Middle. Right. 
And he is very funny in that show. Very liked, very entertaining. And that's quite a difference between Walter White, isn't it? It is. Uh, but he's done dark stuff before. Uh, the reason he got hired is because he worked on an episode of The X-Files that Vince Gilligan wrote where he was a uh, Nazi. He was a uh, skinhead. And uh, the reason they hired him is because Vince Gilligan said, you know, you have to kind of, you kind of want, you know, have to respond to the skinhead. So the you find trying to somebody to play this really dark character, but bring some kind of, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking here for? Um, where you not recognize him, but Sympathy. you empathize with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the show was created by uh, Vince Gilligan. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like you just said, he worked on the X-Files, which uh, that was a great show and is a couple of shows all by itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he uh, what was that air, uh, 2008 first season aired? I believe so. Yeah, 2008, so. What's the show about? Can you give us a little bit of a rundown about the uh, basic uh-huh. gist of the show, Breaking Bad? Yeah, Walter White is a uh, chemistry teacher at a high school, and it's a job that's way below his intellect level because he's a Pulitzer Prize, not a Pulitzer Prize, Nobel Prize nominee in chemistry. But life's kind of beating him down. He's uh, got a wife. He's got a son that has uh, MS. And uh, he finds out that he has uh, cancer and decides that he needs to make some money for his family before he dies. So he decides to start making meth. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So uh, when Vince Gilligan created the show, he uh, he was talking about that he wanted to create a series where the protagonist becomes the antagonist. Right. And he says that television historically is good at keeping its characters in a self-imposed stasis so that shows can go on for years or even decades. Mm-hmm. And when he realized this, the next logical step was to think, well, how can I create a show in which the fundamental drive is towards change? Yeah. And his goal with Walter White is to turn him from Mr. Chips into Scarface. <laughs> right. That's the most famous quote about the show from Vince Gilligan. He always says that. When anybody asks him why he wanted to do the show, he goes, like, Mr. Tricks and the Scarface. But uh, I also like that, you know, he's talking about a man who changes. And in that first episode, there's that great big monologue by uh, Walter White in his class where he talks about how chemistry is the uh, is all about change. It kind of, you know, sets up to where that, the show goes from there. Yeah, it does. Now, yeah, now that you bring that up, that, that really, really does, yeah. And uh, yeah. just talking about, you know, the writing of the show, uh, all through Breaking Bad, uh, their goal was to make Walter uh, increasingly unsympathetic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, they wanted the audience to uh, question, uh, who are we rooting for? Why are we rooting for him? Why should we root for Walter? He's done. He's done some pretty, uh, pretty bad things. Right. I mean, uh, one of the things that I like that Vince Gilligan said 
was that at first Walt was doing the meth because he wanted to help his family, and he had this dollar amount he had in his head. He said each season the reason he was making meth, we had to take that away from him and have him keep making meth to show that the reasons he said he was doing it weren't the reasons he was actually doing it. Yeah, he, uh, he ended up really liking the power, right? Yeah, he, his hubris got too big, yeah. Because there's oh, a lot of talk. Go ahead. Go on. No, you go I was on. Say, there's a lot of talk on, on the show that uh, people look at the characters, they see that Hank is kind of like the muscle, Jesse Pinkman is the heart, and that Walter White is the hubris, the uh, ego of the show. Yeah, now for um, people who haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, and you've just been hearing how good it is, it really is good, and you should check it out. And uh, start from the very beginning if you can, because it just it builds upon and builds upon. And mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned Hank. Now, who is Hank? Hank is his uh, brother-in-law, who's also a DEA agent. Uh, he's played by... Um, Oh my God! I can't remember the actor's name right now. Uh, <laughs> Dean Norris. He does a superb yes. job as Hank. Superb yes, job. Yes, he does. That's funny because the thing I remember him from the most before Breaking Bad is uh, Starship Troopers. Well, I you know I don't remember him at all. Starship Troopers. I don't remember him at all. He, he is the guy that's sitting there yelling at. I can't remember that actor's name. He's so bad, too, so. <laughs> or messing around with his helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's either here nor there. Anyway, but that's just kind of a funny thing there. But, uh, yeah. so Walter's got a son. With an S. And his son is named Walter White Jr. Junior, yeah. <laughs> He's got cerebral palsy, right? Uh, I thought it was NS. I think cerebral palsy is right. I don't know. I don't know which one it is. I just know he has one of those. The actor playing him actually has that. Yes, he does. His his condition is not as bad as Walter White Jr.'s is, though. He actually Mm -hmm. worse than the condition for Walter White Jr. So he can actually do a little bit of acting. (laughs) Yeah, his uh, his name is R.J. Might. Am I saying that right? M-I-T-T-E? I think that's correct. <laughs> yeah, he, do, he does a great job. And um, we didn't get to uh, his partner yet. Oh, he got, uh, Walter's got a, a partner, Jesse, and he goes to him because he sells meth. And he sees him on a ride-along with Hank, his brother-in-law. So he goes to him. And uh, it's kind of interesting about Jesse. Uh, Jesse was supposed to be killed off at the end of the first season in a botched drug deal. Yeah. But Gilligan said that he was so impressed with Aaron Paul, the actor who plays Jesse, his performance yeah. that uh, he figured, well, that would be a big mistake to kill him off if he's just doing so well. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you look at the scene, if you look at the entire series. Can you see it without him, without Jesse Pinkman in it? No, I can't. He's done a, 
I mean, Jesse can get annoying at times, but he he really is essential to what goes on. Because you, you, you even get to watch Jesse grow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, realize... What's that? I think Jesse's the complete opposite of Walter, where Walter's growing worse, Jesse's growing better. Yeah, exactly. That's an interesting uh, contrast throughout the show that you can pick up on when you watch it from yeah. the beginning all the way up to the ending and there. I, I say that, and also in those first uh, couple of seasons, a lot of the problems that Walter White has, Jesse Pinkman, I think, is the catalyst for them. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, he's uh, a lot of times he's cleaning up after Jesse. Yeah. And, uh... That- uh, let's see, uh, Bob Odenkirk has a pretty big role in this. Now, uh, his character comes in in the third season, is that correct? I think second season, sir. Saul Goodman, he's second season. Oh, great, yeah, second season. Um, now, for those of you who don't know who Bob Odenkirk is, he was uh, a part of the great sketch comedy show, Mr. Show with uh, Bob and Dave. If you haven't seen that, you should check that out. <laughs> So who is Saul Goodman? Saul Goodman is a, uh, I don't want to say a shyster lawyer, but he's one of those lawyers you see on TV. And uh, he gets involved with uh, Walt and Jesse and actually makes them better criminals. He's the one who makes them better criminals. <laughs> yeah. And he, he is great in that role, too. When you yeah. Say- I would say that that role is tailor-made for Bob Odenkirk. He 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 brings it every time he's on. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, totally agree with that. Uh, now, uh, I just want to say a little bit. Um, the third uh, episode in the first season, they, they have captured a drug dealer, and this guy was going to kill him. Now, who's that name? That was Crazy Eight. And uh, uh, this uh, this scene really struck me because I just think it just says a lot about where Walter ends up going. Because yeah. you remember they got him uh, stuck in the basement, tied up. The drug dealer was going to kill them both, Jesse and Walter. Yeah. And uh, they killed the drug dealer's cousin. Yeah. Bike watch. Yeah. And tried to kill... Uh, him, but it got botched. So they've got to kill him, but they've got him in Jesse's basement tied up. Walter flipped a coin with Jesse, and Walter's got to kill him, and Jesse's got to dispose of the other body of Crazy Ace. Right. <laughs> now, do you remember that scene when he's sitting there making a list? Reasons right. for him uh, to live, reasons to kill him. And he's yeah. listing these things like it's the <laughs> moral thing to do, you know, to let him live. Uh, yeah. You know, and all these things on there. And there's like four or five things. And the only thing he's got in the other list, the reason to kill him is he will kill me and my entire family. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. looking at that going, well, wow. Well, yeah. he's got to kill him. Yeah. So I, I don't know you watch that and you can just kind of see it in his face that he knows what he's got to do. He doesn't want to do it. And it just seems to me that that's like almost the point where he's, going all in. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fabulous episode for, for that reason. Uh, because those scenes with Walt deciding to do that and Walt finally ending up doing it are super intense. But then you have that comical side 
with her with Jesse disposing of that body all wrong. Where he uh Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's I, I swear to God that is one of the most glorious scenes ever, but it's hilarious. I have not seen a funny scene that has involved so much violence and gore that was so hilarious. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I see that we are up against a break here. Let us uh, see what's going on. Are you sick and tired of being in trouble with the law? Did jackbooted thugs kick in your doors and windows, destroying your beautiful home, attempting to bring you to justice? You wanted to stop, but you just don't know how. Then you better call Saul. That's right. One call to Saul Goodman, and your worries are a thing of the past. Do you need that front business to launder all that dirty money from your illegal activities? Better call Saul. Is your RV a mobile drug lab, but now the DEA is on to you? Better call Saul. Did you kill the local drug kingpin only to discover that his foreign bosses are now pissed off at you and want you dead? You better call Saul. That's right. One call to Saul will fix it all. Saul Goodman will work tirelessly on your behalf. Call Saul Goodman today and start living your dream life of crime worry-free. Warning. Saul Goodman cannot protect you from you. If you turn down the road and Breaking Bad has gone way too far, then it may be the best for you to kill yourself. All right, and we are back here, and we've been talking about Breaking Bad. And I see we have a caller on. Let's uh, bring him up and see uh, if they're a fan of Breaking Bad. Hey, you there, caller? Caller 938, you there? Hello? You there? It's Brandon. Oh, there we go. Yep, that's me, guys. Hey, Brandon, you a Breaking Bad fan? Uh, No. Not a fan. Never watched. Oh, Oh, you haven't seen it. Uh-oh. Yeah, I never heard of it, heard great things about it, just never seen it. So I thought I'd call him for the show and um, and listen to, you know, what's the, the big hype of it. And so far, I'm, like, really stoked about it, and I think I need to go by season one and start watching it. Yeah, so uh, Jesse and my conversation about it, does it uh, pique your interest a little bit more or – Say it one more time. Has uh, our conversation about it uh, piqued your interest in the show a little bit more? Yeah. I didn't know it was like right. that in depth. I thought it was just about a, a, a chemistry teacher um, not making enough money, so he decides to start making math. And I was like, okay. <laughs> then I was like, but he get pumped through the whole series from what I'm told until like I guess the second or third series. So I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably one. So yeah, you are definitely gonna have to check this one out. It's uh, it's pretty intense. 
best show on TV. Maybe the best show ever. I don't know. That's a that's a it's so damn good. Uh, it's got violence. It's got humor. It's got great drama. It, it, it covers every angle. I think. Well, that was nice. So it's it's won uh, lots of awards, Emmys, and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's not a weak show. You know, I can't think of. I think it needs every single episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's I mean, there are some it's... shows where you know they're telling a big story, but they have filler episodes that don't contribute to the larger story. Yeah, I think every episode in Breaking Bad needs to be in there because it, if it was gone, you would miss something. Yeah, I I, I also love that each season there's just that kind of like a single room episode where it's just him and Jesse, like trapped in the uh, RV or they're trapped in the uh, their uh, meth lab that Gus built for him, and he's trying to kill that fly. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, they put their characters in some situations, and it's really interesting to see them get out of it. it, it yeah. Because you're sitting there watching going, they're not going to get out of that. How are they going to get out of that? <laughs> yeah. But they always do. They always do. Like the same where, yeah, uh, where Hank's yeah, and Jesse, they're trapped in the RV, and they got to find a way out. And... The writers themselves said that they do that, and then they have to think, how the hell are we going to get rolled out of this? <laughs> so you guys thought Breaking Bad was going to be like uh, Prison Break, actually. Oh, no, it's much, much better than Prison Break. Much better. Yeah, cause, well, because I remember, like, the first season of Prison Break, that's I, you know, people told me about it, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, watch it. And then when I watched it, it was pretty cool. The first season was pretty cool, but then the second season kind of, like, went under. And then yeah. I was like, oh, it's Breaking Bad, and I was like, oh, it's great, great. I'm like, I'm not about to get into it because it's going to be the same little storyline, all drawn out, and then, yeah. But it's been going yeah. strong. Yeah. For how I see the show, I would say that it's like a lit fuse of dynamite, and that fuse keeps burning and burning and burning, growing, growing in intensity till it's finally going to explode. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Jesse, you've uh, you've been following the last few episodes, right, all the way up to the very end? I, I am up to date, yes, sir. How's it, how's it going? How do you think it's going to end up? Uh, Wow. That, that is so hard to say because every time I try to predict the show where it's going, it kind of takes me for a loop sometimes. Like, oh, I did not see that coming. Uh, all I can say, it's going to end up with a lot of gunfire and uh, dead Nazis probably. <laughs> now, there is going to be a spinoff show, isn't that right? That is correct. Medical Assault. A whole show was... devoted to Saul Goodman. Yeah, but the good thing is, is that the whole entire show is going to take place before Breaking Bad. Before Breaking Bad? So if they want to kill Saul, 
they can still kill salt they want. That is wow. <laughs> they so, there you go, Brandon. You got this whole uh, five seasons of Breaking Bad to watch, and then you got Better Call Saul to look forward to that you should be able to watch without it giving anything from Breaking Bad away. Okay. Huh. That's awesome. <laughs> we, uh, these are actually quite cheap. They sell them at Walmart for like 15 bucks, I think, a season. Really? Yeah, they're not that price. They're not really, uh, the first season's only seven episodes because that's the, uh, season of the writer's strike. Uh, but those seven episodes, seven, seven gems of a season. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. it really is one of those shows where you, you see an episode and you want to see the next episode right away to see what happens. And then you go, yeah. I'll watch one more episode. But then that episode ends and you're going, oh, my God, I can't believe it ended there. i got to watch the next episode. <laughs> and see, it's really, uh, it's really one of those kind of shows. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So this show's been out for a good long while. Cause that writer strike was like a while ago. Yeah, it's about two thousand eight. Wow. Well, I, That's I right. Well, what's that? Okay. I think I say I think that this this series is probably as close to perfect as any other show we've ever seen. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, but the acting in it from all the actors is top-notch, but I've really been impressed with uh, Brian Cranston because they, he's got so many moments where it's just amazing. It's hard to describe. It's just like that moment when he – you remember this, Jesse, where he crawls under the house and finds all his money is gone, and then he's just yeah. seeing through the crawl face hole and the camera pans up. And then that moment where he uh, – Tells Skyler, uh, his wife, he goes, uh, the danger's not out there. I'm the danger. Is that some of his most powerful moments, he doesn't say a word. Just these little looks exactly. he gives. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Fabulous actor. Fabulous. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, everybody's got more. I mean, uh, Aaron Paul's got some great moments, like and, right after his girlfriend dies. and Yeah. And I, I feel like we kind of see of the uh, two exorcists in the show. They've, uh, they both give fantastic performances. Uh, Anna Gunn and Betty Brant. Uh, Anna Gunn plays uh, Walt's, uh, Walt's wife, and Betty Brant plays Hank's wife, who's also... Uh, uh, Anna Gunn's sister on the show. They do a fabulous job on that show. A lot of people hate Skyler a lot, but I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, it's, it's a, she's just trying to deal with the hard situation as best as she can. Oh, yeah, and uh, what she ends up doing when she finds out what Walt is doing is like, wow, she is uh, breaking bad also. <laughs> yeah, she kind of falls into line on it. Yeah. Yeah, because you would think she would uh, leave him, but nope. Yeah. I mean, there's no way on that show who's good. There's no way on that show who's completely bad, except for Walt. Walt's going completely bad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, you know, time flies when you're talking about 
a topic you really enjoy, and uh, I know we could uh, continue to go on, but we're coming up here against the end of the show. And uh, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, if you've just heard Breaking Bad is a great show and you, you just haven't checked it out yet, go check it out. And uh, definitely, you know, go start from the beginning, rent the DVDs, watch it on Netflix, whatever you need to do. But definitely check it out. It is really an interesting character study. Wouldn't you say, Jesse? I would say that exactly. Uh, no better show on TV right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, this next show, we're going to be talking about the classic Universal Horror Monsters. We're coming up into uh, October, so we're going to do a series on uh, uh, one of my favorite subjects, horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a great October plan, and uh, next week is uh, we're looking forward to that show. So you know, if you're a fan of the uh, classic Universal horror, the monsters, definitely tune on in and listen to that. Jesse, anything else to add? Uh, another thing I'm going to add is probably for the uh, month of October, I won't be able to do the show uh, that much. So uh, I appreciate Brandon uh, stepping in for me and uh, taking over the co-hosting duties. And no yeah, Brandon Thank agreed you. to fill on in, so Brandon will be with us next week for the Universal Classic Show. Yes, sir, indeedy. Thank you guys for letting me do it. All right. Hey, Brandon, any last thoughts on uh, when you're going to watch Breaking Bad? Well, I'll probably be watching it after I get done watching all these other uh, shows that I guess I've missed watching. <laughs> All right. right, well, it'll be there, and by the time you watch it, you'll get to see the end. So, you won't have to be waiting like everyone else had to wait for the ending. <laughs> All right, everybody, we will uh, see you next uh, week. <laughs>